0: Before I get into my word, I, um, this week, actually, a matter of fact, it was pretty awesome. It's just a brag on our youth and what's going on. Um, if you don't know, my name is James, and I lead, help lead the youth ministry here, which is called Fearless Youth. It's the best youth ministry in the world. We love them. Um, but this week, we actually went down the road to Victory Church um, for three days. We went across to a youth conference called Youth Alive, which was amazing. We brought, I think, about between eight to 12 of our guys that came along, and it was incredible to just, just to read the testimonies back from them um, of what God's doing in their life. Like, it's unbelievable. I had messages before we went, and they're all like, I don't want to go. There's too many people. I'm too anxious. Um, and I just messaged them back. I'm like, I understand that, that's cool, but there's something about being in the room with others that that can just build your faith like nothing before. And the guys that messaged me that, the very night of the first, the end of the first night, they come to me and they go, I love this, this is incredible, God's speaking to me, God's doing this stuff. And it's just so good to see teenagers on fire for God, because they're the next generation coming through that that are... the engine room, sort of, of, of what's happening in our church and what's to come. And, and so I want to thank people that sponsored them and, and actually sowed into, um, yeah, that and that ability to, for them to actually encounter Jesus to on another level. And um, yeah, so today I, I want to speak. It's just, I want to be honest up front. This is a raw message. I, this was a hard message to write for me. I, I was just dry. Like, it was just this moment, I was trying to write this, and I'm like, I just, it's so hard to put this to paper, this so, and so I was just really finding it, but I believe God's still going to use it. I believe that God can use whatever he wants to use to bring glory to his name. So, um, yeah, I'm, I am honestly, I'm excited, and I believe this is a word from God, and it's something that has been close to my heart in the last few months, um, but yeah, so I want us if you've got your bibles let's turn to the book of John chapter 14 John 14 I was um praying and about this message and I was like what what do you want me to preach about or where from and and this this chapter came up and I I realized what it was and etc but what it says, if you've got it, it says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. That's an exciting thing right there, to know that God's house is available for all. He has, he has room for every single person. That's an awesome, awesome thing to know. And this is Jesus speaking also to his disciples, just for a bit of context. He's speaking to his disciples here. He says, My father's house has many rooms. If there, was, if there were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with, to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas, one of the disciples, asked him this. He said to, he said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know Way. I don't know how many people feel like that sometimes. It's like well, <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about, but but then Jesus responds in this amazing, powerful way. He goes, "I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me." I'm going to pray, and then we're going to just get into a bit more of this message. And. So let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this time that we have. Lord, I asked from the beginning of this message that it be your words, that it be from you, that Lord, that we can open up our hearts and our minds to receive what only you want us to receive. Um, and God, be with us. Let your presence be made known in this place today. In your name we pray. Amen. I've titled this message, like if you want to give it a title, it's literally it's just Only Jesus. That's the title of what I'm going to speak Today, it's only Jesus. And I don't know about you, but has anyone ever, um, I guess, gone on a trip before? Going to Maybe gone on a, on a flight or a, prepared to go on a vacation, a holiday we call them here. That's right, we're Australian. Vacation, why am I saying that? Um, and you, you're packing your stuff and you're grabbing everything you need. So you, you got everything, you got everything. And then, I don't know if it's... It, it's not happened to me, but this is what I was thinking as an illustration of, of something that it can be. Like. But imagine if you've packed everything you've got. So you've got everything, you've got your bags, you've got your phone, you've got your wallet, you've got your, um, what else do you need when you travel, hey? Passport, passport. 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 right? <laughs> Cash. Right, imagine you've got everything you need and you've got your passport, right? Hear me here. And you get to the gate and you realise your passport is expired. So you've got every single thing you need, right? Except for the actual one thing you really need to get to, the, to, to get to where you're wanting to go. So it's like we've done everything to prepare ourselves and then you've... Oh, you can stand there as much as you want and try and convince the people at the gate... I've got it all, I'm ready to go, I need to get to there, I, I, I need to get to that destination, I need to, I've prepared, I'm ready, I've got, my bags are packed, I've paid for everything, I've done all this, but unless you've actually, unless your passport is, you're not getting any further than where you're at. And I feel like that's a bit like how we live life with Jesus, is is sometimes as people, we can do this all the time, is we can get into sometimes, we could call it a religious mindset. In a mindset of, what, can I, what have I got to bring? What have I got to get together? What have I got to build reputation? How can I build my reputation? Where in this passage, Jesus is literally saying, it's me you need. Yeah. It's only Jesus that you need. And I'm all that you need. And it's what he's talking about. And what he's pretty much saying is it's a relationship with me. It's a relationship with Jesus. Like, it's he, the disciples asked him, he's going, so how can we know the way? It's sort of, isn't that such a human thing to do is we want to know and know. And I want to know what's next. I, I want to know how to get to that spot. I want to how can what can i do to get me to where that place is that you want me to and jesus goes no me i am the way have a relationship with me and so religion we can get into this religion mindset which is i've got to do i've got to do religion is i show up to god talk to god and leave so sometimes we can actually treat church like a religious thing is i rock up on a sunday I maybe, I maybe sit in the service and then I bounce and that's all I do for the week. But when relationship with God is actually who we are. And so something that's a really cool scripture that is actually the heart of Jesus and what he's trying to say is he wants a relationship. It's, it's in the book of Matthew eleven twenty eight, And this is the message translation. This is what it says. It's so powerful. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion come to me get away with me and you recover your life i'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how i do it learn the unforced rhythms of grace i won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly the first thing i want to say is jesus wants to walk with us Jesus wants, he says it in this thing, is is the one thing he wants from us is to literally just walk and have relationship with us. The one thing he says from the people that he loves the most is to walk with them. He wants to come alongside us. He wants to actually live our best spiritual growth time will not be here at church. It'll be on the daily as we walk with God. We can't be reliant on a Sunday to come and think this is enough to grow spiritually with God. It's got to be a daily walk with Him. I don't know if you've ever done exercise before, but they actually think, they actually say that it, it, for, for you to get anything out of doing exercise, you've got to do it minimum three times a week. Now I'm not saying, now telling you, you've got to go and do something spiritual three times a week. But what I'm trying to get at is it takes... You've got to do things more than once. You've got to, if you want to see, if you want to grow in something, if you want to get better at something, you can't just do it once and expect there to be change. It's a continual walk with Jesus. And you know what I love about this scripture is it says He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. Right. The main part of that is the way. So what he's saying is, 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 if you follow the way you will find truth and life. See, the world will try and show you what life is, it'll try and show you what truth is, but it actually won't show you a way. Like it goes, this is truth, this is life, this will fill your life, this is what, how you should live your life, but then where do you actually channel all that into? What is that going towards? The other thing is what I love about it is that the difference between what the world sees as truth and life and the difference between what God says is truth and life is God's never changes. The truth and life that God brings to us and shows us as we walk with him never changes. But if you watch the world, it's, they tell you this is truth, they tell you this is life and you know what, the next six months there's a trend that changes. The next six months, this is actually how life is supposed to live, be lived. This is how you should actually, this is the truth of what it's about. And it's constantly changing. So in that, how do you actually find out who you are if everything around you is changing? What I love about God is he's consistent. And he is always, as he walks with you, he is so consistent with your walk. And I love that so much that that's the difference between what the words say and what, what the world says and what God says about truth and life. Is that, And that's, that's what I mean by the way... But but that's what he means by I am the way. It's a relationship that brings us into eternity. There's actually purpose behind a relationship and walking with him. He wants us to do so much good on this earth, but there's so much more than just here that is, is built from a relationship with Jesus. He said it. He goes, I'm going to make a place for you in his house and I'll come back to bring you to that place Knowing that, that an eternal perspective can bring truth and life to how we live. Um, I think sometimes, I was thinking about it, I was like, sometimes we can, we can sometimes treat our walk with God like a subscription to Netflix. It's like, I'll pay 16 bucks this, this month. We're good. I'll go do my own thing. And when I need you, I'll come back and then I'll pay my other $16 and we'll, we'll just keep the subscription flowing. And, and, and that's my walk with God. But that doesn't produce truth in life. That doesn't actually show you who he is. And so when we walk, it is so much more than that. But I believe, this is what I, this is what I believe as we walk with Jesus. There needs to be this sense of dedication. It's Like I was saying before, you, you, you've, when you're doing exercise, you've got to dedicate to actually spending deliberate time with him, right? I believe that dedication to the way builds revelation in the walk it it sounds honey but as we walk with him as we choose to first know and walk that he wants to walk with us that we want to walk with him as we do that like i was saying we can it can be a thing that we think we're walking with but it's like a subscription we don't want that we don't that's not how god's planned our walk with him to be he wants us to actually spend intimate deliberate time with him and this is why what I believe. That's what I'm saying. Dedication to the way builds revelation in the world. As we dedicate our life to knowing him the way, we begin to build revelation. It's not by coming to church. It's not by listening to the latest podcast or reading. Those things are great. We need those things. They help me all the time. But what it is, it's I do not rely upon those things. The moment we realise that a dedication to a relationship with God brings revelation, we no longer walk into church expecting Pastor Ben to be the one that gives us our weekly revelation. We no longer become reliant upon what men can give us, but we actually become reliant on who God, who Jesus is and what he can offer us and what he actually created the whole thing of life to be is a relationship with him. And so, I think we've got to spend and dedicate personal time which produces personal revelation. And it's, see, revelation is from God. Revelation is a word from God, is, is God-breathed. Information is from people. We live in a society that has a lot of information but doesn't often bring much revelation. Like, like I was saying, we have a, like... People can come into church and know some of the info that they've heard, but it doesn't actually become a revelation, life to them. Because it's it's only on that day that they hear it. It's in the dedication you begin to understand God, and what He wants for you, and who He is, and how much He loves you. He wants to walk with you. As we walk with the way on His path, He begins to show us what it is to live in truth of Himself and the Father, and also what it is to have abundant life and life to the full. That's through that dedication. You know, it's, you look at it and we go. what I've been saying is a relationship with Jesus is about walking with him. He wants to walk with us. It's about spending deliberate time outside of just a one day on a Sunday, but in our own personal time that will build personal revelation. Those are cool things, but then you look at it in a practical way and you go, but then how do I do that? but then what does that actually look like? And, you know, we live in a time where the church are trying to control how people are trying to grow. There's a thing in like, I don't know, in, in not our church, but in a the whole, there sometimes becomes this thing where leaders, where spiritual men of God think they have a direct line to God, but everyone else doesn't. Like this thing where you come to me and I'll tell you how to grow, and if that should work for you, because it worked for me. What I love about what God said in that scripture before is that He will bring grace to the rhythm we walk. We will find a rhythm. His grace brings rhythm to the walk. So, what I'm meaning by it is we will all find our own rhythm. As you begin to find, spend, be in dedication and be walking with Jesus, you begin to find a rhythm of how you best grow and know Jesus. Mine's going to be different to yours. Yep. It turns from having to then be this religious thing of, of like reading a street map and going that's how I read my Bible to then going, you know what? I want to grow in this. I'm, I'm going to figure out something that actually helps me grow and know him more and more. But the thing is, it's through communi- communication with Jesus, talking to him, that you begin to find your rhythm because he'll show it to you. He's so, like, it's that idea that like the more we walk with someone, the more we figure out the speed of the other person or how this works or what helps them get the most out of the walk. It's the same with our walk with God. It's like, just think about this. If I was, go, if I was to go for a run by myself and have never done it before and my aim was to be able to run 15Ks, if I was to do that alone, I'd find it hard to understand what's best for my body and what, it w- what will actually help me grow. If I've never done it before, and then I automatically go, I'm going to go and I'm going to run 15Ks. It's hard to do that and figure it out on your own. Right? But as we walk with God, as we spend time with God, as we're communicating, going, God, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to see. He goes, all right, I'll show you. I'll bring you this rhythm of then this is, how, this is what you need to this is how you should do it. God will bring the revelation to you through that personal devotion. It's like even, for instance, I love basketball. Um, if if I, put, if I showed you five of the best basketballers of all time and said to you, um, watch their jump shots. right? Teachers can tell you how to take a jump shot of what's the best. Mechanics and how you should do it, but I could honestly tell you if you watched every single basketballer's jump shot, none of them would be the same. But the result is still the same. They're still all star basketballers, but they found the rhythm that works for them. They found their rhythm of how that is most effective for them to make their jump shot. It's the same with us with our walk with God as we want to know him, as we want to grow in him, we will find our rhythm of how I best read my word or where is my quiet time? The only thing that remains the same is the top, excuse me, (laughs) is time and place. There will always be a time and there will always be a place that you do it. But it's like how you do it, God will reveal that to you of what best works for you. As we walk with Jesus, and that's that's the other thing, I just feel like as we walk with him, let me encourage you, don't let this just be the only time you worship. Don't let this be the only time we pray. Because that won't sustain us even till the next Sunday. Because life can get hard. Life can throw you curveballs. And if you're reliant upon stepping on into church and that is all that fills you, then it's going to be tough to grow and tough to go further. Um, and yeah... I think, I think another great way of, of even going and being, trying to find your rhythm is maybe this is, a practic- this is a practical way, and it works for me. So I'm just putting it out there. They say we, we go to our phone or look at our phone about 150 times a day or something like that, right? Some ridiculous, it might be wrong, but it'd be about that, guys that have phones. Or maybe it might be that all you start to do is you put a, a scripture as your, as your wallpaper to start with. So then as you begin to open up your phone, you're reading his word and his word is beginning to get into you and that begins to build a rhythm and find a way because I promise you, reading his word will change your world. Seeing his word will change your world. Uh, coming to, I guess, the back end of this... Uh, we can, we can do these things and we can, we can look at this stuff of walking with Jesus. And, and I guess I look at, it at this, the best way we can indicate the influence Jesus has in our life is how well we love people. Is The best way we can indicate the influence Jesus is having personally on myself is how well I choose to love people. Because... We have to know who love is to produce love. And it says in the Bible that Jesus is love. So if we're walking with Jesus, if we're growing with Jesus, then we're actually finding out what it is to actually know love. So Jesus is love, so, more than, so the more we walk walking with him, the more we're understanding his love. Let me ask that question. I was asking myself this, is how well do you love people? How well do we treat people who don't even love us? I guess it's like you could gauge it from this. Like maybe an example is like when you're driving and you have the traffic light and you choose to react one way, but then you go, oh, no, I remember Jesus' love. And it's like, <laughs> I'll change that. And it's little things like that, I promise you. We, miss, we, we think that's not even important, but that's showing Jesus' love. It's like the, it's going, no, Jesus, this is who he is. And the only way you actually f- figure out who he is is by walking with him on the daily. And, and his love will be the thing that is the representation of it. I want to challenge us. Maybe pick an area this week you can find it, that you find it hard to love and challenge yourself. <laughs> Ask yourself, who could you love better this week? For me, my hardest place is sometimes my work. I work at this place called Steadfast. It's a great place, awesome place. Um, there's just a... Like, I'm be getting real honest. All right, let's just be honest here. Hey, it's a good place to be honest in church. But let like it's just people that just, just get me frustrated. That just like, even people above, they just abuse authority and things like. And it that's what it feels like. I'm just being vulnerable here. It feels like they abuse that, and I just, and I could respond in so many ways. And to start with, when I first started working there, I was getting frustrated. I was getting annoyed. I was going what the heck, this guy shouldn't be here. Like all these negative things thrown back at him. This guy's a jerk. Why is he even doing this? Why is he, doing, why is he leading us? He doesn't have any, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to lead a group of people. He's doing it terribly. He's knocking us down when he should be building us up. That was my mindset when I started. And then God hit me. He goes, no, no, no. Like I'm at work four times a week for 25 hours. Like you guys have probably worked more than me, but still that's a long period of time. And if I choose that my expression to others is going to be this negative expression, then what's that going to reveal about me? And so I had to make this intentional decision. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not getting rid of the fact that he may be doing some wrong things, but I can only control how I respond. The only thing I have control of in this moment I don't have control of his position. I don't have control of how he s- speaks to me in a, in a way. I can There's ways I can talk, but in the very moment, the only thing I have control of is how I respond to him. Am I going to show him love or am I going to be annoyed and even to the point, that snoop down to his level and begin to be negative and, and all these things. And, and that's why I've got to constantly remind myself of the love of Jesus. I want to... Do this, give this example. I, I watched this, I saw this actual example um, in a message that I watched and I thought it was pretty amazing but I've actually been doing it myself um, for a while here. But if, if you've got your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians 13, 5, right? This is called the love checkup. Right? This is pretty convicting, you could say. And I'm not saying it to chuck it. At, I'm saying this is what I do to myself when I feel like I need to check, have a little love checkup, Right? Let's read this out. If you've got it, this is what one Corinthians thirteen five says. It says, "Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails." Right. That's cool, isn't it? That's an amazing message, uh, message uh, verse talking about Jesus, how, who he is, the, his character, etc. Now, this is you guys are going. What's convicting about that? What I what, the love checkup is now replaced love with your name. Ready? So this is this is what it says. It says James is patient. James is kind. James does not envy. James does not boast. James is not proud. James does not dishonor others. James is not self-seeking. James is not easily angered. James keeps no record of wrong. James does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. James always protects. James always trusts. James always hopes. James always perseveres. James never fails. That's, um, wow, that seems impossible unless we're under the will of God. Unless we're in the relationship with him. And it's not to say, now go away and do those things. And if you don't, you've fallen and you're wrong. It's a a reminder, it's a checkup to go, how can I be more like him? Well, that's who he is. He is kind. He is all those things. And it it convicted me. I'm like, man, I'm not that patient sometimes. I I, I am easily angered. I do keep records of wrongs. And it's like, it's not to build up a thing to go, you're a bad person. But it's a learning thing of going, no, I want to become better. I want to become more like Christ. As I follow him, as I walk with him, as I get to know him, that is revealed to me. But the love is what is shown through, that shows the influence Jesus has on us. It says that if you remain in me and I in you, then it's what Jesus wants. He wants us to remain in him and us in... the only way we can love people the way Jesus loves people is if we know him better and better every day. I wanna, let's ask, let's, let's, let's make a commitment. Let's try and make a commitment as a church that let's be a church that is known for our love. I think Pastor Ben said it a few weeks ago. He goes, as when, you, when, when you tell people you're the, a Christian or something, the automatic thing is you, you, you don't do that or this is what you do. And they tell you everything. I mean, we do it, but it's not, I guess, the real representation of who we want to be. Imagine if we walked into our community everywhere and they saw the rhythm of how we walked and it was with love. And they go, oh, you're from the Port Church, that place, man, I went there and I was just loved. Or I interacted with one of the guys that was from your church in the, in the community this week and man, they, they loved me. I just felt it through the conversation. But it's so powerful, this, this image of, of love. And I guess the last thing I want to talk about is Um, to wrap it up, it's sort of, you could say the landing point of this always, if we follow him, as we dedicate our life, we begin to know him more. The, The outward expression is love, but I think an important thing we need to know in all of this that we do is only Jesus gives us worth, our worth, and we should always remember that. Only Jesus gives us our worth, and we should always remember that. We live in a society that, is, that gives us worth dependent on what we do and what we can bring. You're, you're only good if you can do this. You're only good if you can actually produce this. But that's no longer what it is. As we walk with God, we find our worth in him. Because that is all that matters. Only Jesus says that you have worth and gives you worth because he says so. doesn't matter if, you've, if you have failure all around you. Only Jesus gives you. A, as Christians, we can get into, the, we can get everything from heaven and heaven alone. If if we get everything from heaven and heaven alone, we can stand strong when everything else gets shaky. There's, there's an awesome illustration in um, John thirteen twenty one, of um, Jesus was going to the cross, um, and and he, I'll read it and then I'll explain. It says this. It says after he said. He has said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified very truly, I tell you, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. This is it. One of them, the disciples whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to the disciples and said, ask him which one he means. Leaning back on Jesus, he asked, Lord, who is it? That's not necessarily the words or the text that I want to look at it's actually what john did is he was so content in who he was in jesus he he actually was leaning and had his shoulder on him he was showing that i don't care what anything else he was about to tell people that it was that someone was going to deny him and he was so sound in who he was he lent on he to make it funny he wrote the book and he and he literally said his the disciple whom Jesus loved. He, that's how he expressed himself. That's how much he understood Jesus' love because as a disciple, he was walking with him. He was doing life and he knew him so much. He, was, he could sit there with his head on his shoulder knowing I am who he loves. That's an example of contentment in who we are in him. I'm the one Jesus loves. That's the confidence we can live in. Man, I just think, it's such a powerful thing if we can understand that. I think that brings our identity. That that shows us I, I mean our youth, our youth right now, we're going through this this stage where we're really trying to talk about who we are in Christ. Because it's that's what will change how we live. That's what will change what we do. And it's so funny. We talk to young people, and it's even me. I'm, I've got to be honest with our youth guys because, it, but it's like we talk, and it's such a common thing that our environment determines how we live or who we are. Better yet, so what happens is, is every time we step into another environment, we're a different person. We have different. This is who I am. This is who I. Am. And the, the problem with that is, every time you step out, you lose your identity. It was like for me, I played football for so long. The moment I stopped playing, I remember I sat down with um, with Pastor Ben, and I was, we're at a um, <laughs> I, I'm Pastor Ben, um, and we're at a cafe, and I was actually I was bawling my eyes out because I thought that they would not like me anymore, because for, for so long I was known as the footballer. That was where I found my identity. And so as soon as I said I'm not playing that anymore, I was like, who who am I? But then as i realised it's about walking with him, and it's a daily thing, As when you wake up, you go, oh, I just want to walk with you, Jesus. And as I do, you will reveal yourself more and more to me. And that's who I am. I am loved by you. And that—and what's so good about it, that is I can walk into any environment now, despite what people think around me, and stand strong in who I am, and not be waived, because where I'm, who I am is from who I know. And that's Him. And this is the encouragement I, I want, is to, that we find our love from only Jesus. We find our identity from only Jesus. We find our worth from only Jesus. Despite what has happened or even going, we're going through, only Jesus can bring truth and life to that situation. Um, could I get you know, the keys to come? I want to share a testimony with you guys, where this has really, I guess, come from, Um, and this is a real deep and personal thing, but this has flowed from this, I guess, experience that I've had at the start of this year, Um, and it was January the 3rd. Doctors with my mum, and I found out I had two tumors in my body that I had cancer, and it's the craziest experience of my life. And I remember getting home that day, I was broken. I said, All I want to do is be. With Nanda, I just wanted to pray for me. I just had to be around things that would build strength, and was—it was amazing because I had family come around, and. said and then there was this just revelation that i had that this isn't enough that it, this as much as family is so good as much as a relationship with my parents is so good that isn't enough that's not where i find my love and identity from but it's in you jesus Crazy experience because it was a moment that I was so broken and unsure of what was to come, but I had to make a decision just to take day by day to get up and go, God, I want to know you more because it's in you that I find who I am, because it's in you and only you that I know who I am. And so I couldn't look far ahead because if I did, I began to get anxious and weary and all these things so I had to make this decision I was like i am got to get up and just go God I just want to know you right now I'm at the lowest that I could ever be it was this point of the end of myself I had to get to the end of myself to realise that all I needed was Jesus because it was this point that I could not do anything for myself there was nothing I did that could change my situation so I sat down I can only turn to the person that can bring me life that can bring me truth and it's only in Him that I find those things and it changed my life forever I'll tell you seasons change but the Saviour doesn't and it's glory to God because I found out a few months ago they removed the cancer and it's gone and it's, it's all healed and I don't have it anymore which is amazing it's such an amazing testimony of of God's grace and His love. And I'm not just saying this to, to, to get anyone scared or whatever. I'm just saying this to say that He is everything we need. He is over everything. And He is the only thing that will sustain us, that will give us life and a future and a hope. The seasons change, but the Saviour doesn't. Things can look dark. Things can look great. And, a mixed, and amongst all of that, He never changes. That was the thing. I, I remember God revealing it to me and I was reading it and I was like, your promises never change. Wow. I'm at this point where I, I mean, there's a bit of doubt and this stuff, but even with this, you still died for me. You still hung on that cross for me. This wasn't, I don't, I'm not sick because of you. That's just what's happened from sin in this earth. And, but our situation doesn't change the truth that is who He is. And so as we walk with Him, as we do life with Him, He begins to reveal Himself more and more. And that's where we find who we are in and only Jesus. I was going to pray and then we're going to finish and. Let's just pray. God, I thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, Jesus, that you are everything that we need. That, Lord, we find ourselves in knowing you, in what you say about us and how you see us. Lord, I pray right now for anyone that is in a place of doubt, in a place of, that they are unsure that they're trying to find out who they are. Lord, I pray right now you reveal yourself more and more to them in a way that they've never experienced before, Lord, that they know that it is only you that is doing it. God, I pray right now you speak to everyone in this room. You you reveal to them in their hearts just a bit more of who you are. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love. And I thank you that we can stand on your name alone and be confident in that. We thank you in your name. We pray. Everyone said, amen, amen, amen.